Hello and welcome to Censored. I'm Lloyd May of Houston. I'm Aoife Vrutnach. And it's the end of term and we are exhausted. <laughs> and like a teacher wheeling in a TV with a, and putting on a video, we're, we're going for a slight sort of shift in, in, in focus and, and format. And kind of paying off, I guess, something that's been of interest to us from you know, sort of way, way back at the start of this, which is to think more about the kind of material culture of cinema in Ireland and the ephemera that it that it generates. And because it's, you know, material culture in Ireland, the very strange forms that some of that takes. So we're going to be looking at a selection of posters that have been archived by a, a person called Liam O'Leary that are held at the National Library of Ireland. But I guess my, my, my first question to Aoife is just, what, what are we looking at here and what do we know about how it came to be here? Well, this is a private collection rather than anything coming from the office of the film Censor. And the reason that's important to state is that the film censor did go through posters, photographs, trailers, as well as the film itself. So the office were vetting and censoring, rejecting material that was peripheral to the film that's part of the publicity machinery. However, as far as we know, they didn't store any of them physically, any of these physical posters. So this particular collection comes from Liam O'Leary, who's a film activist, very heavily involved in setting up the Irish Film Society, the Irish Film Institute. And unfortunately, the collection doesn't really tell us where he got these posters. It just says censored posters, 1953 to 72. So what I think, extrapolating from kind of nothing, really, (laughs) in terms of archive information, is that these come from cinema owners who received these posters to display in their cinema, either outside or within the walls of the building. And someone kind of had a go at a bit of uh, filling in with black pencil and black biro. And I think that's really where they come from. They come from an individual exercising their own particular brand of censure slash censorship. So not formal state stuff, but much more idiosyncratic, local and personal. Fantastic. It's very hard to avoid assuming that the reason that none of the other posters were stored is because they're all up on like the bedroom walls of <laughs> the various sense. But yeah, I mean, th- as as you say, there is a, a sort of delightfully ersatz quality <laughs> to some of the the amendments that have been made here. <laughs> Put, put it this way, in, in contemporary terms, it's it's not so much Photoshop as like Microsoft Paint, I guess. It's the sort of energy of this. Yeah, it's very DIY. <laughs> and oh yeah, just so that people know, I'm going to put some of these up on censor.ie if you want to actually go and have a look at this material yourself. Now, I appreciate a lot of you listen while, you know, you're cooking and cleaning the loo, so you don't want to be toggling back and forth between <laughs> web pages. But yeah, it'll be there for your delectation should you ever decide to check it out. Yeah, good to have a bit of visual culture in this, you know, notionally visual culture oriented podcast. But yeah, I mean, I, did, how, how do we want to kind of uh, uh, approach these? Like, do we go with the, the, the wildest first or... Was there one that like particularly sort of tickled you, Eva? Uh, well, 
yeah, there are 12 of these posters and they all have their particular joys. But I think one that really struck me is a poster for a film called The Virgin Soldiers. And the film is 1969 and it's based on a novel. I'll try and describe the amendments made to this poster. So it's a bloke running with a a rifle with a bayonet on it and he's got bare feet and a bare chest and he's wearing what look like a pair of jeans, except they're painted on. They're not part of the original graphic art. Very visibly painted on jeans. (laughs) And the slogan is, what are you afraid of, Private Brig? The jungle or the tarts? And then underneath, I think I should leave it to you to describe what's underneath, Lloyd, <laughs> underneath the slogan. Do, do you mean the kind of bizarre blue thing that unintentionally looks like a phallus? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I mean, credit to whoever managed to censor something by by adding what what looks like a sort of. <laughs> <laughs> blue navy dick and balls to to the poster. <laughs> it looks like a twelve year old boy got a hold of it and was like, "Oh, I'll draw a cock and balls here! It'll be fucking hilarious." That's yeah, it it's, like. I, I mean, the ticket. Have you have you looked at the the original of this specific iteration of the poster? I have. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I thought your man. First of all, I thought the soldier was quite possibly entirely nude, but that seemed unlikely. Well, he he is in one version of it. It's a portrait rather than a kind of landscape poster. And it's in that one, he is just completely starkers, but with a with a little union flag on on one of his cheeks. (laughs) So that's just so wild. (laughs) But in this version, he is in his he's in Union Jack kind of Y fronts or or sort of speedos that that have that have slipped down just a little so we do get a little hint of of crack <laughs> it is apparently a comic film just in case you're wondering <laughs> like it's not intended to be uh, deeply serious yeah so they have covered the fact that he had union jack undies and naked legs on that's <laughs> that's it <laughs> well but but they've also covered the 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 phallic thing covers the book so the the fact that this exists as a book has been suppressed, which I find very funny. I mean, it is worth saying that the book was banned in about 1967. So it's banned up until the early 80s, really. So whenever this poster is put out, it could be any time from 1969 onwards that this film is shown. So yeah, the the book has been blacked out just in case you know that there would be a book called The Virgin Soldiers. Even though if it's banned, you can't already get it. So I I don't know why. Although again, I guess like they were like that with the yes. censorship, right? They don't actually want you to to know that the censorship has deprived you of things. I mean, I'm assuming it's a nudity thing rather than a a union flag thing, but it is funny funny to to imagine that perhaps this was a principally patriotic decision. <laughs> but if it was patriotism only, you could have just put shorts on him. That's true. You pointed out that this this sort of forms part of a bit of a pattern for whoever has made these amendments, which is a, a kind of a squeamishness, not so much around, or not exclusively around the female form, which might be more 
conventionally what you imagine our censoriously minded person would fixate their attention on, but instead a deep discomfort with with male male nudity of of any stripe, right? Yeah, it's it's unexpected. The next poster we're going to talk about is The Hustler from 1961. And the problem the person defacing this poster had was with Paul Newman's arms. <laughs> they must have been the only person in the world with a problem with Paul Newman's arms. <laughs> or reacted so strongly to them that, you know, maybe they, they, they appreciated Paul Newman's arms only too well, let's say. And his shoulders. So this film is from 1961. It is obviously shown in Ireland, but with cuts. They cut the word bastard from it, according to Kevin Rocket. So no bad language. Um, but who, whoever got hold of this poster, they decided that the uh, passionate clinch enacted here was definitely too subversive it's uh paul newman's head is kind of buried in the chest of his co-star jackie gleason and i suppose in the original if you go and check the original it looks you know quite bedroom sceney but yeah you know she's she's got a blouse that sort of slipped down to her wrist um her bra is sort of largely obscured by the aforementioned tasty arm of of paul newman and he's in a vest which you know he's he's doing his best to fill out it's it's that kind of white vest that makes it hard to not imagine him in like you know red sort of heart underwear <laughs> and like sock suspenders but uh, you know he's he's you know he's, he's filling it out well <laughs> yeah his appeal is not based on being ripped paul newman is mm. not about being ripped <laughs> Uh, this is also like the 60s where it's uh, less important to be ripped than it is now yeah um but yeah so it's i mean he's quite dressed i would argue in this image she looks like she is becoming undressed but you can't really say for sure it's you know it's like it's in the middle of a process but she is like quite covered really so it's getting a bit carried away. They've put what looks like a red a red jumper on her on Jackie Gleason and this giant blue. Just, just about, I, I think I I think actually it's Piper Laurie is the woman. I think Jackie Gleason is the the bloke in the background. Oh, Piper, Piper Laurie who goes on to be in Twin Peaks, I believe, who plays. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Martell, the the Martell, Catherine Martell. If you ever want to A, see someone give the greatest like 80s sort of power bitch, you know, sort of soap opera performance and then an extremely troubling period where she's in racial drag as an elderly Japanese man. Yeah, season two of Twin Peaks was really went places. I blocked that one out of my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's somehow oh, not wow. the strangest thing that happens in that show, but yeah, a, a slightly Th- that doesn't surprise slightly more dubious no. moment. Anyway, sorry that was that that was trivia brought to you no, by good, my good correction. Uh, my ADHD. But, but yeah, no. So yeah, Piper Laurie's in that this kind of red shirt, which doesn't really make sense because her green shirt is still also on her arm, so it looks like she's yes. <laughs> wearing several blouses. It's a bit of a Christmas <laughs> vibe, I think. The red and the green, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not sexy. No. And then, yeah, Paul, Paul Newman looks like he's being sort of mounted by some kind of blue entity. It's the blue blob. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's worth saying that these 
posters are designed with the knowledge that they will be going on the public street. So the film industry is not trying to push the boat out in these ads. These are all designed for mass consumption, no age ratings, you know, so they are always supposed to be quite safe. But in the opinion of this person, not safe enough. They are all, to be fair, pretty good examples of like suggestion. You know, the pair of them in that clinch combined with maybe it's better for both of us to leave each other alone as the sort of strap line is, you know, you, you, you're you not not intrigued that things could be a lot more provocative. And what one do you want to do next? Do you have a particular desire before we go back to you know ones where it's pretty clear that something like properly sort of raunchy has been removed i am intrigued by some of the sort of weirder omissions what is the phrase that's been taken from the lovers and strangers poster (laughs) or lovers and other strangers it's not even successfully removed actually it's partially not i can tell you because it's not actually rendered invisible <laughs> so so to describe the poster we've got two you know we've got, we've got people on the one hand on the sort of left of of the poster you know kneeling to presumably solemnize their their nuptials and then on the sort of right panel we've got the the pair of them in in bed so we've you know we, we've made progress in terms of that not being like no one's needlessly swamped in you know blobs of of colored clothing but we, in the middle of this, we've got a sort of strapline text that says, Lovers and Other Strangers is a heart, a heart full of laughter, a contemporary comedy about the frustrations and hang-ups of a young couple who are on the verge of marriage, dot, 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 and then scribbled out in black in a way that still leaves it completely visible. It continues, having lived together for 18 months. Oh, no, they lived in sin. Yeah, pre, <laughs> pre-marital cohabitation is absolutely verboten (laughs) but also like i say just just not not actually rendered invisible (laughs) at all the 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 (laughs) thickness of the the black ink used in insufficient to to cover cover this let's see what what's the what's the crack with lovers and other strangers it's a 1970 romantic comedy it isn't in rocket's book as having come under the notice of the censor, but that doesn't mean anything because there are 11,000 films cut by the censor. So it just could have been one he didn't bother to mention. So we don't really know. The soundtrack album depicts the bride sort of carrying the husband over her shoulder. So I guess it's one of those, you know, kind of, oh, she's wearing the trousers. Isn't this a an upset <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. unfortunately, like, I, I, yeah, a, a thread here, I suppose, is that most of these are like sex comedies made in the 60s and 70s. So, you know, from today's standpoint, are probably best understood as like active crime scenes. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, you may laugh now, but not in the right places, yeah, I suspect. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things that uh, yeah, are framed as, as kind of punchlines may, may in fact be evident. <laughs> but <laughs> the next one we have to talk about is From Here to Eternity. Yes. Starring Burt Lancaster, <laughs> Montgomery Clift and Deborah Kerr, Frank Sinatra and Donna Reed. And yeah, I think most people will know of this film. If I say people snogging being washed by a wave on a beach, you will know <laughs> the image I'm talking about because it is 
so famous. It's it's massive. <laughs> and you probably have seen like a few frames of the film. So it shows Burt Lancaster sort of reclining on a beach, snogging Deborah Kerr. It's in black and white and the name of the film From Here to Eternity is in red, very racy. <laughs> and above then the strap line is The Boldest Book of Our Time. Honestly, fearlessly on the screen, exclamation mark. And that honesty and fearlessness did did not apparently extend <laughs> to whoever amended this poster. <laughs> <laughs> because it well what it looks like is that you know Burt Lancaster's character going to the beach rightly thought well the water could get a bit nippy so I'll put on a wetsuit <laughs> because he is head to almost toe in yeah again very unconvincingly painted on black <laughs> like all the way down to his ankles yeah, no, it's it's glorious. The the the, the saltiest, <laughs> sandiest kiss in in cinema history has been rendered <laughs> very sanitary. In the original, he is wearing you know bathing trunks, but that was not enough. And I think that links back to the Virgin Soldiers with a male body that has covered itself, according to pretty much the standards of decency that everyone agrees on, which is a pair of shorts. But that apparently is not sufficient. <laughs> I'm just noticing they've they've tried to make it look like he's in a shirt that is separate from the trousers. So it's not a kind of all in one thing. Like there is there is sort of hem to the t shirt or something. <laughs> oh my god, there is. Yeah, they've 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 tried to sort of you know honor verisimilitude. As I look now at the original, in fairness, he does have knight's legs. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he, he is he is looking well. The overall effect in the undoctored version is quite hot in a kind of, you know, straightforward way. It's not it's not explicit, but yeah, it's sexy. Again, the the sort of female figure's body is is sort of strategically positioned behind him. So Presumably, whatever you know, sort of gambit the 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 makers of the poster were were hoping would pay off around you know, oh, you know, male nudity won't be as kind of risque, not not in Ireland, <laughs> apparently. No, <laughs> but yeah, it is interesting that the way the the picture was framed, it was about his body and his strategically lit skin rather than hers, you know. But that apparently is is also unacceptable. <laughs> I guess, I mean, is I, I suppose that does beg a question from all this, which is, does this seem to suggest that the greater concern is that these images will, you know, debauch a female viewership? And, you know, and under the assumption that obviously the, 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 the presumed sort of heterosexuality at play here, that the, 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 there is less at stake in titillating men, but titillating women is is somehow less kind of permissible or more of a an area for concern. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Like traditionally, that isn't very clearly articulated in censorship culture that, you know, if you show too much male skin, it'll drive the women 
demented. Well, it's, I suppose it's, it's one of those areas where like a conservative sexual culture sort of trips over itself, right? Because on the one hand, there's this, you know, kind of underlying logic that like normative femininity is sexually inert and, you know, kind of passive in its desires. But also so much of censorship culture is obviously centered around the kind of the figure of the vulnerable young woman or the impressionable young woman, you know, the old Hicklin test of, you know, material that is likely to corrupt and deprave those into whose hands it may fall, which is, you know, always taken to sort of imply the the young or kind of and particularly like working class woman. I mean, we know that the censors really don't like women's legs. I mean, that's just a running theme for years and years where they cut chorus lines and scenes where women are wearing very short shorts, which is all the way up into the 50s. So we know they don't like women's legs, but this personal private censor didn't like men's legs either. <laughs> it's just legs. They're just they're just bad and wrong. <laughs> the film A Cold Wind in August. I don't know what is going on there with that particular costume. It begs to be watched. Really. Yeah, I'm 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 intrigued. <laughs> Let's see what the what the un undoctored version looks like. I mean, the strap line is so torrid, so tender. The conflict of love between youth and experience. Dot dot dot. Exclamation mark. Have you seen what your woman looks like, absent the the navy gown? No. She's in a kind of gold. Oh my god! Yeah, right, gold. <laughs> yeah, a kind of gold bralette thing. Gold pointy boobs. Yeah, point. Yeah, real cone boob energy. Okay, so the, the strap line for this poster is strange and sensual, a teenage boy and a mature woman, each searching for a special kind of love in the most exciting yet tender picture in your best picture experience. Okay. How does she wind up in that in that getup? Or what's the... Because she's like wearing a kind of domino mask with like massive sort of fl- flared wings to it. And she's in a cloak. It's an unusual costume and it appears that her gold bikini has some sort of what looks like the the, the Bentley logo coming out <laughs> of the top. Yeah, sort of ra- raunchy Britannia. <laughs> this must be emblematic of her too much experience. Apparently so, yeah. Maybe she's supposed to be a stripper. Yes, according to Professor Wikipedia, A Cold Wind in August is a it's a 1961 low-budget drama exploitation film directed by Alan Z- Alexander Singer and adapted from the eponymous novel by Burton Vole. The film stars Lola Albright as a mentally unbalanced burlesque show stripper in her 30s who becomes involved in a torrid romance with a 17-year-old boy played by Scott Marlowe. In reality, Marlowe was actually 28, only eight years Albright's junior. So thanks for reassuring us there. <laughs> Wikipedia on that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why she's dressed in such extraordinary outfit because of her day job. Apparently so. Or sorry, night job, I suppose (laughs) would be a better way of putting it. But if you zoom in, it's it's been given a sort of X certificate adults only and that's been circled in pencil by by someone. Oh, yes, I see that. Do we have an X certificate in Ireland? I mean, I'm assuming that's a, it's, it, it certainly was a BBFC one by that point. Yeah, it's it's a strong look there. It's, wow, yeah. I mean, even censored in her blue gown, she looks quite eye-catching. But in her gold bikini, I would definitely go watch that film. <laughs> yeah, I, I am intrigued. Early 60s exploitation film. I have my questions as to how this is going to play out. and But nothing if not intrigued, certainly. 
Now, it isn't in Rocket's book, so whether it was cut or banned or appealed, uh, I don't know right now. Well, I'm, I'm also intrigued by, in a similar sort of vein, the, the, the chastity belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I, I don't think you need to be terribly um, surprised about um, it having been singled out starring Tony Curtis and, and Monica Vitti in which <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is the question what is she holding in her hand what do you think that looks like in the in the doctored look what what she's holding looks like what can only be described as a kind of girthy butt plug, like an ambitious <laughs> anal toy. And 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 given that what she's actually holding is a key, I think it's quite impressive how much worse the sensor managed to make this. <laughs> well, I have I have shown this image to other people. <laughs> And I just think it's kind of a Rorsch test of where your brain goes, because what someone else suggested to me was it looks like a garden trowel. <laughs> she was going to do a bit of weeding. Well, I look, I mean, we all have our vices and, you know, I, I feel for the, the gardeners of the world in their in their perverse proclivity. <laughs> I thought it was a really teeny tiny handbag. That was my... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks kind of like a... I mean, back to the Popsicle franchise, it also looks kind of like a, a sort of silhouetted lollipop to drag my mind uh, momentarily out of the gutter. But, you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a thing with a, a sort of... Sh- a shaft and then it grows more bulbous but but yeah she's she's also in i think probably the least convincing little black dress we've seen so far Mm -hmm. which makes her look almost a bit like a sort of pawn in a chess (laughs) it's a very very wide very flat base to it yeah in the in the original poster she is in very very transparent sort of glittery negligee and yeah chastity belt so the thing that's most urgently being covered is, I think, the the skin, but also, yeah, the, 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 the titular chastity belt and, amusingly, the key. Like, I, I, I just find it very funny that anything that might in, insinuate how a chastity belt operates. Also, you'd have thought these bastards would have been, you know, on board with chastity belts. <laughs> Surely. I know. <laughs> and... If you're going to, like, cover up the chastity belt in the poster, the film is going to be about the chastity belt. Yeah. It will show the actress wearing said item of clothing, seems the wrong word, but whatever it is, article of torture, perhaps. Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so this is a, a film from 1970. I think it was made in Italian. We may be experiencing a collision between two chastity belt films here. There is some sort of Frankie Howard yoke coming up. Yeah, so there is La Cintura di Castita, forgive us Italian listeners, which is, yeah, 
released in 1967, directed by Pasquale Festa Campanelli, starring Tony Curtis, Monica Vitti. This hails from like an era of Italian cinema where they would just assemble international casts of whoever they could afford and then redub literally everything, including the Italian dialogue, mm-hmm. which if you are familiar with like Giallo cinema, you know, like Dario Argento stuff, it's it's that kind of production approach but uh, yeah it's known as the chastity belt or on my way to the crusades i met a girl who dot 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 but then there's also a 1972 thing with frankie hard that's up the chastity belt which (laughs) you know i I suppose is kind of like up you know carry on up the kyber and like all the up movies but up the chastity belt does seem to suggest that the chastity belt is is not doing its job if you can (laughs) get get up the chastity belt Yes, so, I mean, the strap line next to your one with her shovel, butt plug, whatever it is, <laughs> it says, the hilarious comedy that holds the key to the year's fun. So the strap line mentions the key, but they have taken the key out of the image. <laughs> Just why? Why are you even showing the film if you object to it this much? I understand by the logic of, you know, this endeavour covering her up i don't understand why she can't be holding a key we must not know how the chastity belt works it would obviously yeah incite corrupt and deprave us you wouldn't want to develop an unhealthy culture of sexual withholding or anything like that's you know you wouldn't want that in ireland would you (laughs) no (laughs) completely unacceptable I also like the the innocence of thinking that people don't already know what a chastity belt is. I mean, as a cultural trope, it's not the weirdest. No, it, Most people will know what it 100%. is. A hundred percent. There aren't many dots to join in the, in the name. And I, I was going to say, I feel like many of the rest of them are kind of more of the same, to be honest, right? Take Her, She's Mine and mm. Poor Cow are both just dresses have been unconvincingly appended to women. Yeah, I think that's the they're the best ones. So that concludes our tour through uh, the personal censorship journey of whoever this mystery person was <laughs> with their aversion to the male leg and uh, the female undergarment look because they really like the little black dress. And yeah, we, we, we hope we've inspired you to spend your Christmas unconvincingly adorning any anyone's holiday photos with belatedly added kind of crayon. <laughs> clothing bit of diy censorship i did not think a key would be so charged or that the thing was replaced with that could, could provoke so many responses that are so revealing about those who, who made them <laughs> so revealing and you've you've now committed them that particular response to the ether to the internet what what is this podcast if not a, a protracted exercise in in self-incrimination <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we, we, we are far from finished with in, in, indicting ourselves, <laughs> listeners. So while we, we will be taking a, a hiatus over the holidays to re- restore and replenish ourselves, it, you, you will not be bereft of us for too long. We are not going anywhere. We are definitely coming back with more interviews and more, hopefully, very filthy films. Possibly also, again, continuing to explore some different, you know, sort of media. So um, video nasties maybe on the horizon. Also, we may be attempting to discuss a film that it is 
impossible to watch and attempting to reconstruct it <laughs> ex ex nihilo <laughs> so you know look look forward to to that and and so much more and yeah have a have a filthy christmas <laughs> absolutely a very dirty and joyous holiday season to you all (laughs) the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye brow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.